Welcome, Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Tonight, we have been blessed to have on Gabrielle Clark. But before I give her an introduction and bring her on, I would like to say a big shout out to Patriot Donuts. She made this all possible. And uh, I got to get credit where credit is due. And uh, I know there's a lot of parents who are tired of this critical race theory. I'm a biracial male myself. And I don't want my kids to hate any color or any race because that only comes from Satan. And tonight we have a very special mama bear that didn't play around with these people. And mama bear has answers to all your questions. But for now, she's going to take the floor and she's going to give you her story. Hey, Gabrielle. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I think she goes by, um, I think it's a sexy white sauce and I... I uh, a sexy Italian white sauce, and I'm I've just broken that down to Alfredo, so that's what. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's Alfredo now. <laughs> but um, yes, um, she she um, introduced us, and she's making um, some wonderful things happen with uh, No Left Turn in Education. That is the organization that I am affiliated with. Um, I am the Nevada chapter president, and she is my vice president. Um, this all started um, last year. Uh, my son was going to uh, Democracy Prep at the Agassiz campus, and um, he was asked to list his identities and attach signifiers to those identities. They wanted to know his race, his gender, sexual orientation, religion, disability, socioeconomic status, that sort of thing. And um, depending upon what those answers are, you had to attach um, either privileged or oppressed to those identities. Now, when you look at my son's identity, who is a biracial male, um, and he, he does look white, um, he able-bodied, all of those things, all of those things um, would have just made him privileged down the line. And, and, and in so doing, making him part of the oppressor class, if you will. And um, that wasn't okay with him. I didn't know any of this was going on. The, re the way that I found out about all of this was my daughter was having some issues in her class. I was starting to hear some, um, I was starting to hear some things about Black Lives Matter that I, I'm, I was not comfortable with. I did not think that that uh, Black Lives Matter, the organization was something that I wanted my daughter to um, be a part of. Um, Black Lives Matter, they do. So do all lives, all lives matter. But the organization, that's not something that I thought was uh, appropriate to be teaching in a school. So I actively started listening to what was going on in my daughter's classes because we're in distance learning at the time. Um, I was listening to all of her classes. And um, at, some, at one point it just got, it just got too ridiculous. And I told my daughter to leave that class, shut shut the computer off, and I uh, switched her to another school. 
I went into my son's uh, study area, who also was in that same school, and um, asked if anything like that had gone on. And at first, his answer was no, um, because, you know, these kids are being indoctrinated and they don't even know that all of this stuff that they're that they're learning, all of these different um, ideas that they're learning are all interconnected and um, and they're not they're not healthy. And they're, uh, quite frankly, a, a violation of 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 our civil rights and our children's civil rights. So when I went into his class and I asked him exactly what he was talking about, um, he, you know, when he said, he said no at first, and then I, and he said, but there is something that happened. And when, when he explained it to me, I was like, what? And I asked him to show me. And he showed me several slides and um, things of that nature. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, slides that said, um, I think it was, I think one of the slides said, uh, power plus privilege equals racism. Therefore, um, people of color cannot be racist. Um, and I was just like, so only white people can be racist? That's insane. You know, um, that's not the definition of racism. The definition of racism is uh, uh, prejudice, uh, being prejudiced against someone because of their race. And so anybody can be racist. The reason the thing that started for my son was that he, with one of those slides that said reverse racism doesn't exist. And there was a, it was a SpongeBob meme. And he just simply said, anybody can be racist. And then there was the heated debate in the chat. Um, and at which time the teacher closed the chat, shutting down the discussion. Now, I tried to speak with the school about this situation, ask them, ask them to just opt him, opt him out of that class because, you know, uh, we were, we were scheduled to go back to in-person learning at that time. And I was quite frankly worried about my son's safety once he went back to school. Um, they refused and I did everything that I could to get relief. I sent emails to everyone up the chain of command, asking, telling them about the situation and asking for relief. I did not receive that relief. And so I saw uh, Dr. Alana Fishbein on Tucker Carlson. I reached out to her. I also reached out to several other people. Some people responded um, with a non-answer uh, with no solutions. Um, one person who responded was Dr. Carlin Borisenko, and she um, did an expose on the situation and created a video, which I then shopped around, and that was how I got it to Dr. Elena Fishbein, and she got back in touch with me and um, asked me what I wanted to do, and after discussing it with my family, we decided that the only course of action that we could take was legal action. So Dr. Fishbein hooked me up with John O'Brien, um, and we filed a lawsuit in December. That lawsuit um, filed in December has since been amended um, because 
the school finally decided to relent on their position and they allowed my son to um, opt out of that class. They expunged his record and he has since graduated and is now in college. That is the long and short of it. Um, we did everything that we could to try to remedy this without any, without um, having to take this route. But I can tell you, um, if you've been watching, um, there anybody who speaks out against this is now considered a domestic terrorist. Um, so I'm glad that we we were able to file that lawsuit. I feel like if we're going to fight this on any real level, um, going to school boards and flooding school boards and voicing our opinions is definitely um, something that we should be doing. But laws can change. School board members can change. Banning banning this sort of thing from school. If 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 another um, if if other people get into um, office, they can reverse they can reverse any legislation that passes through. But the law setting a precedent for this, for, um, for our rights and, and, and going to the court and asking for relief. When we win, that's going to set precedent and it will be the law of the land probably for the next hundred years. So um, we're, we're going to continue to push forward with this case. The other side has filed for a dismissal, which they won't get because we already got a favorable finding. The judge Said that there was enough sufficient evidence that that um, we would likely win on the merits of the case, um, so we're we're going to press on. You know, we we uh, we we deserve to um, get justice, and we're not going to stop. Amen. We don't get justice if we don't. If, if once we stop pushing, we just got to keep moving forward. That's it. And, you know, I've, I have been trying to speak out um, to directly to parents and directly to um, small groups like this, because, I mean, I'm watching all of this stuff happen. And one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, even uh, even people who you think are on your side, they'll give you some lip service and they'll tell you some yaggity smaggity to get you to go away. And, you know, a lot of the times it works because people don't know. They don't realize that they're, quite frankly, being lied to or manipulated and nothing really changes. But, but you know, taking it to the court, that is going to produce an actual result. And I feel like we need to start encouraging um, parents to um, get together and, and, and take you know, get the evidence of what's happening in their classes, try and do everything that they can to collaborate, because hopefully at some point some class action lawsuits will be filed and class action lawsuits um, across the country will deter this kind of behavior. Absolutely. Um, I get a lot of members on here um, and, and they don't like the tyranny that's going on. And I totally get that. 
you know, and we have a member on here that, you know, that lives in New York and, and he's expressed his frustration with the restaurants to have. If you're not vaccinated, you can't answer or you got to have a face mask on, et cetera, et cetera. And one thing I did here is class action lawsuits are successful. Now, yeah. having that sign on there saying if you're not vaccinated, you can't come in. Now you're trying to say that now you're just being racist. It's no different than. Well, that's the reason why my grandmother moved from Jackson, Mississippi to Milwaukee, because she got tired of chasing down my father, my aunt, my uncle. And uh, she said, you know, they were going to the wrong bubblers. They were going to the wrong bathrooms. It's no different from them, them times till now when it says that's racist, that's discrimination. You know, it's, it's like gather 100 people, go to that restaurant, let them kick you out and go get a lawyer and everybody can tally, tally some money together and go retain a lawyer because this is all discrimination and this is not America. You know, this is some foreign country trying to condition us and see how much we're going to tolerate it. Well, our civil rights are being stripped by, stripped away from us little by little. And unfortunately, our biggest, our biggest problem is our own selves. Um, a lot of people, you know, instead of instead of um, fighting back, they think that it's easier to just comply or they don't want to lose their jobs or they don't want to, um, you know, open themselves up to uh, cancellation and that sort of thing. But, you know, I ain't got nothing to lose. What are they going to do? You know, I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not in any in any way interested in relinquishing any of my freedoms or my children's freedoms for, for any reason, you know, for, for any reason at all. Um, and so with this particular situation, um, everybody just has to get it into their head that, you know, there is no Republican politician there is no foundation. There is no um, government entity. There is nobody who is coming to save us. If we want to um, retain our civil rights and our parent rights and our freedom to control our own bodies, then we're going to have to um, we're going we're going to have to uh, fight for our own freedoms. Yeah, I agree 100%, you know, and, and just like you said, people are scared to lose their jobs, you know, and it's to the point to where it's like, <laughs> if you don't have freedom, what do you got? So you're either going to go down swinging or you're just going to stand there and take it, you know, and um, I think we need to start swinging. Like here in, in my state, um, I'm in Wisconsin, we haven't hit the precipice because we ain't being forced a vaccine mandate or, I mean, we can walk in any store or restaurant without a face mask and uh, they're not telling us we need a, a vaccine mandate, you know? And the thing is, I mean, once it gets to that point, trust me, <laughs> I'm not a person that's going to be second guessing, oh, should I get the vaccine? Cause I got to go to work. No, 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 no. You guys will see me in court, you know, that, I think this is what Trump was telling us. We have to take our freedoms back. He set everything up. We have to take our freedoms back and we got to shut down this evilness. Well, at some point in at some point in America, we um we thought that 
once we set up these systems and put these systems in place and they that they would work for us and this kind of thing would not happen and it would be uh, and and we wouldn't have to um we wouldn't have to uh in as individuals fight for our freedoms but you know that has never been the case um just because we've had it good for so long doesn't mean that it's going it we're going to have our freedoms forever I, you know i i am not going to get anything i'm not going to accept anything less than freedom ever and so um i don't care if it's i don't care if it's vaccine mandates i don't care if it's um knowing what goes on in my kids school i don't care if i don't care you know if it's um you know uh privacy issues i don't care what it is you're not going to just take away my freedom without me having something to say about it and i think that if more people were to stand up and you know and let me tell you something you cannot rely on any politician like you said you have you have republican politicians who are opening the door um there's there's uh republicans that are suing um people in in North Carolina i believe um there's uh there's republican politicians capitulating uh with this with this uh CRT nonsense in New Hampshire even though i spoke in front of the legislature in, in New Hampshire it didn't work it didn't matter and so people are going to have to um band together and start filing lawsuits and start making it um you know uh, stop letting it be so advantageous to just run over us in this way um you can't you you can't rely on all of these systems we have to do it we the people have to do it you can't rely on special interest firms you can't rely on any of that situ- any of that stuff because in the end they will let you down every time yeah i agree um i saw this this video and uh it was right before um god introduced me to patron donuts and it, this was a um he was a black teacher and he had all these students standing outside and he had a clipboard in his hand and these students were all students of colored races chinese mexican black hispanic and they're all standing out there and he goes all right any students that have two parents that lives in a household stand forward then he goes any students that has any parents that got any inheritance stand forward and let me tell you something my blood pressure was so high i just stopped watching it right then and there and i'm going to tell you that teacher's probably lucky that he's probably in another state right now i mean so and as i'm watching i'm like damn those kids that didn't stand forward now they're looking at the kids that are stepping or stepping forward in another way now what you're doing is you're creating hatred amongst those kids and i'm blessed that the good lord is created me biracial because i can see between the lies 
And my grandmother, she was Polish. My grandfather was Sicilian. And my grandmother, she loved every race. And it wasn't fake love. It was genuine. You know what I mean? And my black grandmother, when she came from Mississippi, you know, it took her a while to where she had to adjust and understand that it was way different in Milwaukee than it was in Mississippi. And I mean, what, what God did was God connected my mother and my father. And I mean, that changed every dynamic that Satan tried to put upon my grandmother. And, uh, right now it's, it's these people are trying to bring us back in time and they're trying to attack our youth. And that's why as parents, I mean, we can't be quiet. We can't sit down. We can't play around with this. And, and we got to band together. And even with all the other stuff that they're trying to take our freedoms from, we have to start getting them class action lawsuits. Um, because if we just sit here and wait around, I mean, they're going to continue doing what they want to do. And I, I really honor you as a mother, mother bear. Thank you so much. Well, what you're talking about is called privilege walk. That is, um, it's against the law. Um, it is against the law to compel people to speak and compelling, compelling them to do something is also compelled speech. So any, if you, any group um, that has had to, any group of your, your children that has had to participate in a privilege walk, that is a violation of their civil rights. And you, there are lots and lots of ways to fight back with the legal system. A lot of people don't even know that. A lot of people think that, you know, whatever they do to our kids is okay because it's school. And that's not true. A privilege walk is definitely, definitely illegal. And that you, you can, you can um, sue for that. And if anybody has ever had anything like that happen, you can definitely uh, take it to uh, bring it to no left turn in education. And we will we will see what we can do to help you in that instance. I have to tell you, you know, there are not a lot of lawyers who are willing to take this on. But I feel like if enough lawyers start taking it on and start getting damages, you'll see something similar to you'll see something similar to like an ambulance chasing kind of scenario when it comes to this because it's happening all over the country and if enough parents sue and you can i mean everybody doesn't have to sue and and take it to the limit like we're doing you know we're not stopping because we want uh we want a judgment but you know, if this happens, if anything like this happens, or you think there's something unjust going on with your children as it pertains to, um, as it pertains to uh, civil rights violations or parental rights violations um, or conscience violations, anything like that, you can take it to, you can bring it to no left turn, and we can assess it for you and 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 go from there. But anything, any any of that sort of thing. Uh, you document, document it, and it can be it. It can uh, it can win you money. Like you, you can just you can just file a lawsuit. Um, you can file a lawsuit, and as soon as they want to settle, which they will, you know, they'll they'll try to settle with you because they don't want to deal with it. If enough people, if enough people file lawsuits, even if they don't take it to the limit, even if they just settle, 
If enough people do it, then they will stop. Insurance companies all over the country will be like, hey, we will not insure you if you're teaching this nonsense or if you're asking people their gender, uh, their gender identity or their um, sexual orientation. That is a Title VI and Title IX. Uh, that kind of stuff is Title VI and Title IX uh, violations. They're not allowed to ask you that stuff. When you go to get a job, they're not allowed to ask you if you're straight or gay. You know, they're not allowed to ask you that stuff. And they're certainly not allowed to ask you that stuff and then try to attach some signifier to it like privilege or press. That is that is discrimination. So anytime anything like that happens, document it, document it and, um, you know, send out emails asking for relief. Keep those document that um, all of that stuff and get it to get it to a legal counsel. And if you don't know any place to get it to, then bring it to No Left Turn in Education. NoLeftTurn.us is our website. And you can um, you can leave us an email um, or you can reach me on Twitter. I'm, I, I, I spend quite a lot of time finding finding uh, people on Twitter, um, you know, have and they tell me all of their stories all the time. And we do what we can to try to get them some relief. Um, I mean, there's lots of there's lots of information and resources on NoLeftTurn.us. You can look and see, you know, uh, look and see uh, if if you, like say you want to know some of the books that that you you know that you should be looking out for. We have a list of all the books and we have their covers and their t- and the titles, the covers and and the authors. So that way um, you can go to your local libraries, you can go to your school libraries and see if they're if they're in there. We've we've discovered so much. I mean, you know, the race thing is one thing, but the gender and, and sexual orientation stuff is a whole other thing. We've um, got <laughs> we've got, yeah, we've we've discovered, you know, we've discovered all kinds of uh, terrible things having to do with that. I mean, we have actual uh, pornography in our in our in our schools now, in our um in our uh, libraries, oh, and wow. in our um in our uh, local libraries, and in our school libraries. You know, um, we we that that's not acceptable. And there are librarians all over the country trying to insist that this pornography be allowed in school. There's no reason that um, that 10 year olds need to, or, or even uh, uh, seniors in high school need to be exposed to books where, you know, uh, little, little children are giving each other blowjobs. That's not, that is not education. There is nothing that is, that has no place in school whatsoever. There is no there is no educational purpose for for uh, children to learn that in school. And so, you know, there's lots and lots of things that we as parents, we had been, you know, kind of asleep at the wheel until until distance learning. You know, um, I'm I'm I wasn't super excited about my kids being out of school uh, when the pandemic happened. But you know what? I'm I'm kind of glad that they were. Because we would not have found out about this. We would not have found out about this had there not been, had we not had distance learning and I had been able to hear what was going on in my children's classes. 
Yeah, I agree with you 100. And and there's a few things you touched on that just uh, sparked up my uh, my brain. Um, going back to the whole gender thing, I, I don't know what state it is, but I I, I was listening on the radio, and uh, so this school they they allowing these males that <laughs> identify themselves as women. And so this guy was, you know, this male was put in on a dress and he went in the locker room and, and he raped two young girls in high school. And, you know, what's sad is these kids are taking this in their own hands and they're protesting outside the school saying that the school protects rapists, but not the students, you know, and that should make every parent feel like crap. Because you're worried about going to work to get a paycheck and not caring about your daughter in sports and who can come in that locker room and insult her. I mean, <laughs> folks need to get a real reality check. That That's just, that's crazy. Yeah, that, um, that happened in um, Virginia. Uh, that happened in Virginia and that was, um, that was in Loudoun County, which is, or wait, maybe, maybe it's Fairfax. Oh. It was in Virginia. I think it was in Loudoun or Fair, Fairfax. I can't remember exactly which one, but the parent's name was Scott Smith. And he was assaulted at a school board meeting and taken to jail, arrested, um, because he went to the school board to, uh, to tell them about what happened to his daughter. We have since found out that the school board um, knew about what was going on, a young, a young man. And let me, let me just say this, any place, any place where they have indoctrinated the children so much so that a young man has now gotten the idea to put on a dress and go into a locker room or go into a bathroom and assault not one, but two. And it wasn't two in a row either. It was one. And then he got, he, 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 there was some time that passed. He was allowed to come back to school. And then it happened again. And the school board had been, the school and the school board and all of these people had covered it up. And, and that should have made national news when it happened the first time. And we should have all been alerted to that. Now, what is going? What kind of world are we living in, and what kind of environment are we creating in a school where um, where a young boy has, you know, has gotten so disturbed by all of this stuff that's going on to give him the idea to put on a dress and go into a bathroom and assault assault a student? That is that is makes a mess for not just that girl's family, but that young boy's family as well. We, we're, we're not just creating victims. We're also creating, we're also creating predators with this kind of behavior, with these kinds of, um, with these kinds of policies. Would that young boy felt, you know, would that young boy have, have been so brazen to do that? Had this not been the rules? You know what I mean? You know, who knows if they had been paying closer attention to these young kids, these young people, maybe that boy would have gotten some help 
about his about his um his issues about his compulsion issues prior to assaulting anyone you know we're we're creating this mess and we as parents we can't be afraid anymore we can't be scared of somebody calling us a homophobe or a transphobe or a racist or any of that stuff they're calling you that anyway let them what are they i mean you know, sticks and stones. You can call me whatever you want to call me, just so long as my kids are safe. And I don't care what I have to do or what I have to be in order to make that happen. So, you know, um, I think as parents, we're going to have to um, start really, really thinking about what we want our country and our world to be like for our children and stop being afraid and start getting serious. In Wisconsin, you're, y'all are lucky. Y'all have, um, y'all have a uh, Scarlett, uh, Scarlett, I can't even remember the last name. She is, um, she's in Wisconsin. I spoke with her not too long ago. She's the chapter head for Nevada. She was able, her and her group were able to um, get recalls for several of the school board members in her in her district and they're now uh replacing those school boards you know that's the kind of that's the kind of action that we need and if you if you are ready for that you can look for um i think her said scarlett johnson scarlett johnson on facebook she is the Nevada president, I mean, not the Nevada, she's the uh, Wisconsin chapter head for No Left Turn in Education. And um, you can reach out to her and, and, and try see what it is that she did and, and do that in your own states uh, or do that in your own school districts. And we, I mean, th- there's lots of different avenues. That's one. Um, I'm doing something, you know, I, I decided to sue. Um, I feel like, you know, if you sue, and you get you, even if you don't even if you settle, that's still some that's still something that is going to make um, schools think twice before they um, start pushing this kind of indoctrination onto your children. Absolutely, just like the restaurants in New York, <clears throat> you know, if if, if the uh, citizens sue them and they lose, and you know, this is not a suing push. This is called taking our freedom back, and this is what we have to do. Once that restaurant loses its case, the other restaurants and businesses are going to be like, oh, damn, um, they had us doing something illegal. Take those signs off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You guys don't need to be vaccinated. You can come in here, and this is what we have to do. You know, and, and as you're going back to when you said we're creating predators, in California, I mean, they passed that law to where you can have sex with a person that's 10 years younger. So what do you mean to tell me a 21-year-old can have sex with an 11-year-old and it's okay? Like, we have to start pushing back. I mean, that that's that blew my mind when I heard that. I mean, that's crazy. I'm not familiar with that particular law, but I do know in Nevada, um, the age of consent, consent is 16. And, you know, I was really shocked at that. Um, and, you know, I've lived in Nevada. I've li- I live in Vegas. OK, and I'm not exactly um, I'm not exactly a square or squeaky clean or anything like that. And I am very shocked at how and what has been exposed to our children and considered considered completely and totally normal and 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 acceptable. 
Um, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing wrong with, um, there's nothing wrong with, uh, making the decision that you want to protect your children and, 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 and allow them to maintain their innocence as long as possible. There's nothing wrong with that. So being touted as being a homophobe or a transphobe or a racist or any of that whole business just because you want your kids to stay innocent as long as possible and, and to get a good head on their shoulders before they start dealing with some of these concepts. That is not anybody else's decision but yours as a parent, and it shouldn't be taken away from you by the school or by the government. We do not co-parent with the government. You know, and I understand a lot. Uh, like you say, you don't you don't want to push lawsuits. I do lawsuits. Sue their asses off because you know that's one of the tactics. That's one of the tactics that um, that uh, activists had used in years before uh, with with civil rights. And you know, I understand. I'm a lifelong conservative, and and we have always felt like lawsuits are not the way to get laws changed in law and and get you know uh um legal standing that that it should be legislative but the legislative branch is not doing their jobs so you don't when it comes to your kids pull out every stop there is nothing that you should you know, uh, discount or, or take off the table when it comes to protecting your children. Absolutely. <clears throat> Before we get to the Q and a, could you, uh, break down and explain a little bit about your no left turn organization? Yes. No left turn in education, um, was started by Dr. Alana Fishbein in Pennsylvania. Um, she saw some of the things that were going on in her kids' schools. She tried to address it with the school. They, they didn't want to address it. So she took to Facebook into uh, one of the school's uh, Facebook groups, and she asked how the other parents were feeling about this. And she got called every name in the book, you know? And she was just like, what in the world is going on? But then she looked at her private messages and there were there were many, many, many private messages, a lot more private messages than public messages in support of what she was saying. But all of these people were too afraid to say anything. So she decided to start No Left Turn in Education. She called a bunch of other people in her community and they all met in her living room. And once word got out, she was she was approached by the Tucker Carlson show. She went on Tucker Carlson and that's where I saw her and lots and lots of other parents have seen her. We now have chapters in over 20 states and we have I believe it's over 60 chapters uh, nationwide. Um, there are quite a lot of chapters in um, in Pennsylvania. I just came from a conference in Atlanta where there were a lot there are a lot of chapters as well. Um, we're trying to get a chapter started in every school district in America. 
so that we have a so that we have a place for parents to go if they're having any kinds of issues. If they're, you know, uh, they're like I said, you can go to noLeftTurn.us and you can or you can go to Facebook. Facebook has uh, No Left Turn in Education, the national chapter, and there are lots of state chapters. You can look to see if there's one in your state, and if there is not one in your state, please, please start one in your state. If you go to our website. You can see all of the things that we do. We try to empower and we try to educate all of the parents so that they can then go back into their communities and eradicate any type of indoctrination. We have we have people from all different backgrounds. We have men, women, Democrats, Republicans. We have um, gay, straight, Christian, Muslim uh, um, uh, Jews, Asian, Asian, black, white, it doesn't matter. We have people of all different backgrounds because this is not about right versus left. This is about right versus wrong. Absolutely. And you said that very well. And I'm sure there's, there's some, some parents on here that would definitely love to get involved with that. Um, I know Katie here is from Community for Unity in Louisiana. And they do a lot of activist work out there. So uh, I'm sure that was uh, sparkles to her ears. And um, if there's anything else you want to say, um, you can say it. And I want to let you know that this platform is now your platform. Anything you need shared, share on my wall. I mean, seriously, <laughs> there's so much information being shared. And um, we're going to get through this with information because the media is definitely not giving it. They are not. Let me turn the light on so you can see. <laughs> it got dark on me. <laughs> there we go. It got dark on me. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and I can answer any questions that um, anybody might have. Um, anything you, you need to know, I'll try to keep you abreast of everything that's going on. We are, we have, I mean, we work almost nonstop. I start getting messages at three o'clock in the morning and they don't stop until about midnight in, you know, everywhere, all over the country. Nice. So we'll go up into Q and a guys. So if you press that middle button, your hand will be ready and we can collect you in order. So if you guys have a question for Gabrielle, if you press that middle button, we can unmute your mic. All right, Katie, your mic is unmuted. Okay, so hello. Yes, um, I was trying to help you with the camera prior. But, yes, my name is Katie. We run Community for Unity Louisiana. Um, we're currently on a mission to help people recover from Hurricane Ida. Um, but we're just – it's just me and my sister, and then we have volunteers that help us from time to time. Um, we kind of consider, I guess, local activists, but try to not use that word so we don't deter anybody from – um, actually learning a bit more about us before we jump into that. Um, because I don't know about you, but even for me, when somebody's like, I'm an activist, I'm like, oh, God, what do you want? You know, <laughs> like, you never know what that means when someone says it. So we try to make sure that people understand who we are and what we're about before we go forward. So um, just, yeah, things we think are important to our community, for our kids, um, like human trafficking awareness and all that good stuff. 
Um, I don't know if you said so, but my question was, is prior to um, kind of the at-home learning and all that stuff, what did you have a profession, like any kind of like legal profession or any other profession before kind of all of this transpired? I was just wondering if you'd say a little bit more just about you. Well, actually, um, I'm a widow, uh, but my late husband, William's father, my son's father, uh, he was a lawyer and um, I, I worked for him. And so I assess legal, uh, I assess, um, you know, his clients would come, you know, come to him with their uh, issues and I would assess the issue and see if they had a case. And if they had a case, then I would, then I would uh, tell him that it was, it was a good case to proceed. So, you know, um, that's kind of what I did. And that was how I knew exactly what to do in order to, um, in order to move forward in this situation. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I was just curious. I was like, well, she's not what she knows what she's talking about. I know as a mom, we can kind of, we can jump in and get enthralled and get educated fairly quickly when it comes to a topic that's affecting our kids so much is then, you know, we, we kind of follow suit into you know, whatever the kids need, that's what we take up, just like everything else we do. You know, you got to figure out how to feed them and how to take care of them and all that other stuff. So we just going to keep learning for them. So that's awesome. I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you've, like, brought attention to and standing up for what's right for the kids. Um, it's definitely been informative. Uh, as far as I know here, um, I think the critical race theory did not pass so far. Oh, I'm sorry. Could you hear me? Yes. It looks like I'm freezing up, maybe. I'm sorry. If you can't hear me, I'll pause it. No, we can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, let me let me speak to that, Katie. Uh, now, <laughs> a lot of parents don't realize that it's happening in their school. Um, a lot of parents don't know that there are definitely some, uh, you know, rogue teachers that are teaching this stuff without permission. I had a situation at my daughter's new school. They know who I am. They know what I'm doing. And it still got, it, it's, they still did it. And it took me going and, and speaking to the principal and telling her, hey, look, I told you when I enrolled my daughter, that I was not going to put up with this nonsense. And she, and she um, corrected that teacher. So you, you and, and at, at some point, and I'll come back and, and do a presentation, what I'm working on right now is, is um, a presentation on how to spot critical race theory or, or SEL uh, indoctrination in your, in your schools. Cause there's all kinds of ways and things that people just don't even know. And one of the ways that I have, I have just, just kind of zeroed in on to help parents to spot exactly what's going on in their kids' schools was there was, there's something that I've been calling parallel language messaging. And it'll be ready by the beginning of the year. 
And that is trying to assess exactly what is going on in your kid's class by learning the language that they're sending home. When they send you home little, you know, um, messages or emails or something like that, and they say stuff like, well, what we want to try to focus on right now is mindfulness. And then they start going on and on and on about mindfulness, right? That's good. I mean, great. You think that's great. But then you find out mindfulness is another another way of saying we want to try to, uh, you know, teach your teach your uh, white kids to stop being racist, even though they don't think they are racist. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a whole translation that people do not understand there. And like I said, I call it parallel language messaging. There's redefining words. There's combinations of words that have that are oxymorons, have nothing to do with each other to create whole new words. There's um, there's a, a, a word. Uh, what do you call it? Um, word salads and word her, uh, cyclones. All of those things that they're using as tactics to try to, um, you know, dupe you into believing that they're doing something good. And then once you have spotted it. There's also there's also a second tier of parallel language messaging where they will basically lie to you or tell you that they're not doing that. They don't teach critical race theory. They don't teach that. And then you find out, well, they don't they're not calling it critical race theory. What they're calling it is cultural responsive training. You know, those are the kinds of things that a lot of parents do not realize is going on. And I have. I've been studying all of this for the last year. Uh, myself, um, my aunt, uh, my aunt Harriet, she is uh, she's got a PhD in education. Um, Dr. Harriet Jarman, she's got a couple of books on Amazon. Um, there's, you know, and there's a, a few other people that that are working on this behind the scenes. Um, my little Alfredo Sauce is doing. She is working around the clock, basically. <laughs> with this um and we're meeting we're meeting on Sunday to kind of lay out more of the groundwork for that and I'll have a presentation that I will be uh, that I will be going around and, and and giving to parents and showing them exactly what to look for and exactly each step that happens because this was very calculated and if and, and unless you know exactly what you're looking for you definitely can miss it so, Gabrielle, does that you know, mean? That's uh, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Katie. I'll, I'll go after you. I, I was just gonna say that um, that's so awesome that you brought that up because, like, the whole time when you started talking about, you know, what you were hearing and stuff, I was like, man, you know, not only for parents, I'm thinking of like showing kids, like, because kids are usually a representation of us before they're a representation of what they're taught to think. And so I'm thinking, like, even as early as, like, six and seven, being able to include the kids in, like, almost like a, you know, that, that to be able to identify, just like we teach them to, you know, this is, if you see someone strange, this is what strange people do. If, you, if somebody gives you this, this is what could be in it. That's the same thing we need to be teaching our kids. And we can say so much, but if we don't have it, um, built almost like a curriculum that's easy to understand for kind of those different age ranges, we could be missing out on a bigger opportunity to really 
um, to wake them up to where they can stand up for themselves. Just like we say, hey, if somebody tells you, oh, you shouldn't wear that because you're fat, well, they're being mean to you because you're fat, and this is how you identify it. So same thing. They're doing something because of your race, your gender, and things that you shouldn't be talking about. Um, you know, and I, could, I, I really like to compare that to uh, – someone doing something seedy and almost like pedophile-ish is what it, it kind of reminds me of when they do these creepy things and push their own agendas in classroom and it can be so scary and we do, we really do need to step up to protect our children from that so i am so excited to hear more about what you have to say on that for sure i will be i will that is one of the what that is another tier of of um, the presentation on uh, parallel language messaging uh, because they will, because seriously, I will tell you this. There was a teacher at my daughter's school who has since been arrested for um, uh, uh, sex with a minor um, at her, you know, one of the other children he at the school um, underaged. Uh, I think the child, I think it was 14. Otherwise, if it was lower than 14, I think that would have been like child rape or something like that. To me, it's all child rape. If you are, you're a pedophile, if you, you know, if you mess with kids. So, but that particular person, I remembered that person. He was there the very first day that my child was at school and he complimented her on her shirt walked all the way from across the other side of the room and complimented her on her shirt. And I had noticed all of these things about that interaction. And I was like, I remembered all of that. And I, when we left uh, the guy, you know, I was like looking at him, giving him this look. And he was like, you know, kind of nervous um, about the way that I was looking at him after this whole interaction. And, you know, when he walked away, I told my daughter, stay away from him. There are definitely things, and that is, like I said, one of those tears that we can teach our children to say no to this stuff. We teach our kids about stranger danger, but we, you know, we had the expectation that our kids' teachers, were, we didn't have to include them in that to that degree. And we know now that that's not true. So yes, that is one of the tiers of the presentation on parallel language messaging that I will be discussing. How to teach your children to spot some of those things, how to report it, and how to say no. So what I was going to say, it sounds like we're going to have a Gabriel Clark part two with that presentation. Conservative <laughs> Patriot Nation. <laughs> right. I mean, as soon as it's developed, like I, I'm, listen, I'm no genius. Okay. I'm not, um, I'm not a genius, but I did, you know, I feel like I'm relatively smart and I feel like I can relate to parents. And, you know, as a parent, I feel like um, if I can see this, they can see it too. Some of us, you know, when you listen to all the academians, you know, intellectualizing and articulating all of this stuff and, you know, all of these, you know, ancient languages and all of this stuff and quoting this guy and quoting that guy, you know, that's all great, but that's not going to help me figure out how to stop this from happening to my kid. You know what I mean? So this is why I, I, I wanted to give something to the parents that was going to help them figure out exactly what if what if anything there is to see or or do for their child and once they figure out if there is in fact something there how to proceed 
and, and how to move forward um, with their with any um, issues that they have. So I'll 100%. definitely come back and share that. 100% and God bless you on that. Uh, Secret Squirrel, you're up and you're unmuted. All right, thank you. So uh, it's kind of a two-part thing. One was, um, I was just curious on part one was, uh, I know there's a lot of distance learning right now. And as a tool for parents, um, what recording tool are they using for the computers at home to record interactions uh, between their student and their teacher? Do you all have a, a recording software for that or no when, you, when you're helping those parents? At no left turn, no, we don't have, we don't, but listen, let me tell you something. Get whatever you can get by hook or crook and let the lawyers figure that out. You know what I'm saying? I've told my son to take screenshots of everything and I kept, um, and I kept emails of everything. I mean, I kept the, uh, I kept all of their emails and, and just sent it all to the lawyers. You know what I'm saying? If you, if, if you feel like there might be something going on, or even if you just want to know what's going on, yes, absolutely. You know, find software to, uh, to install on their computers, make them, you know, a lot of distance learning. They give the children, um, they give the children their own, you know, uh, computer or whatever. Um, and you can't install anything on that. But if you can, if you can use the the family computer, or you can give them a little laptop and install install some sort of um, recording software, absolutely do that. And you know, whatever you find, you can let the lawyers analyze that later. Um, I, I I've seen all kinds of uh, ways that uh, parents have been able to. Um, to record what is going on in their kids' classrooms. And I believe there's some ish, there's some different laws from state to state. Um, but like I said, if you have a no left turn in education um, chapter in your state, those are some of the things that you can talk to with the with the chapter president, and they'll be able to tell you. Because like I said, every every state has different laws and rules. So from state to state, there the recording laws may be different. Got you. And then the part, just a part two of my um, um, my question beyond the um, uh, recording thing is, um, uh, how about like if because um, I saw the other thing that happened at Hazard High School, uh, either the yes the day before, and do do your chapters reach out to uh, different schools that actually where it does an incident and it actually becomes public? Do you? Do, does uh, No Left Turn actually reach out to those uh, schools and try to reach out to those parents? We, unfortunately, we are a small organization and we have not gotten to um, an outreach arm of that nature. Um, and this is why I do these little, you know, these smaller, um, more intimate um, um, groups like this, these Zoom groups, to let the parents know what they can do in order to, um, gather as much information as they can if a situation arises and to, and, you know, and where to go. There's so many things going on in this country with this stuff. It is practically impossible for us to keep a track of everything. So we're kind of in a reactionary phase right now, but that was, that's the reason why we're trying to formulate something to give to parents so that they can 
test these things out in their schools, look for things, look for things in their schools, and then and then uh, take the next step. But I mean, we do have form letters. We have um, uh, form letters for FOIA requests. And if you don't know what that is, that's a Freedom of Information Act. If you want to know something about your your uh, child at school, you um, get a FOIA request and you request their school records, all of their records. And that will give you access to any any kind of disciplinary action, anything that's happened in their, in, you know, with them uh, at school that you may not have found out about, that you may not know anything about, you can find out through your FOIA request. There's lots of different ways to um, find out what's going on in your schools. But what you do, um, you get in touch with someone from No Left Turn in education and let us know what's happening. And then we can make we can make the best plan from there. There's not always the, you know, every situation is different. So we kind of handle everything on a case by case basis. Sometimes it just takes a letter. You know, sometimes all it takes is a, a strongly worded letter from one of our attorneys. And then, and then things go back to the way they are supposed to be. So it, it, every situation is different. Yeah, because uh, the um, uh, because the part two, like I say, outreach. Uh, I've, I I personally saw um, the the school, this school, this high school is Hazard uh, Hazard Hazard High School in Kentucky. Yes. Um, the the um, the school itself. Facebook page, they had posted what they did to those students on the Facebook page, and right. then they took it down really, really quick when they realized, uh oh, we shouldn't have put that up there. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think those parents need help. You know, that's what I'm saying. And, okay, so I think you're talking about, if I'm not mistaken, you're talking about the um, man, uh, what was it called? The man, man pageant. pageant? Yeah, yeah, the man pageant. Where yeah. the where the um where the little grooming was happening with those teachers, you know, those teachers are just sitting there watching uh uh these boys grinding on them and all of that stuff in lingerie and stuff. Yeah, that right there, that is a hundred percent against the law. Harassment. That is a hundred percent against the law. And we actually do have a chapter president. In Kentucky, her name is uh, Beanie Gohagen, and um, she—you can, she's she's uh, been, you know, in the media several times. She's getting a lot of pushback. So we're, I mean, we are not in touch with any one of those parents. This is the other thing that I think parents need to understand. There are other parents who think all of this is perfectly fine. So we're not just looking at uh, parents who, I mean, we're not just looking at um, problems in the schools, in the school districts. We're also having to deal with other parents who are in favor of this stuff and who think that this is perfectly acceptable, okay? But, you know, there are some things that are go above and beyond. Now, that particular instance that particular instance, we don't even really need to get involved in because that's a legal matter, okay? And it's been it's been shared. That's the kind of thing that is that's a, that's a legal matter. I mean, like a criminally legal matter, not a civil legal matter. Um, there's at no time is it okay for any um, uh, adult 
to engage in any kind of coercion or any type of sexual activity, such as a lap dance or anything like that with the with a young man that is un, you know, that not clothed. That is the kind of thing that is indecency with a child. So so those are the kinds of things that uh that are being investigated by the police, right? So those when we we don't want to duplicate efforts. You know what I'm saying? If, if it's an issue that's good enough for if that's that's well good enough, that's messed up enough for the police to get involved, then we alert the police and let them handle it. If you know, and that is definitely one of those things that I believe is going to have a resolution that will end up those teachers be held um, criminally responsible for indecency and exposure, that sort of thing. Because that that was, and even if that doesn't happen, the disciplinary board, there was, there's no, there's absolutely no disciplinary committee that would ever allow something of that nature to continue. We're already, we're already looking into getting some of the librarians who have allowed um, this kind of pedophilia in our schools, getting them killed criminally responsible. There's lots of, there's lots of, um, pressure that we also put on. We also reach out to police departments and and to uh, law enforcement agencies to um, to hold these teachers and these librarians and these school board members and principals accountable whenever something like indecency and and um, pornography, those types of things, we 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 reach out to them and try to get that the ball rolling on that. But it is a slow process, and it is unfortunate that we that they're not immediately arrested because you know that's that's just that, that's unbelievably. Uh, yes, it's pretty disturbing to me. I mean, uh, yeah. to, to top it off, one of the staff members, I think it was a principal or something like that, that was in, caught in the picture. Um, he had previous cases, but apparently they were dropped. Right. And other, other issues previously. I don't know. I didn't do a FOIA on him to find out his previous incidences, but it was noted that at least minimal two incidences and nothing was done about it. No criminal charges or anything, basically. And, you know, they close ranks. They close ranks. You know, when this kind of stuff happens, they close ranks. They intimidate the the, the parents um, or they try to, you know, use kind words. They try to use parallel language messaging to, um, uh, you know, con the parents into thinking that they're, that they're not doing anything wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and unfortunately, because most people do not know their rights as it pertains to school, um, and most people think that anything that happens at a school is probably legal. No, lots of illegal stuff happens at schools, either civilly or criminally illegal. And, you know, there are avenues that we are taking um, for, for and, and, and you know what, what the, I, I think what is said, but also also lucky for us that these people are so brazen that they and they think that this is completely and totally normal that they do something like that like and then put it on their facebook you know what i mean that they you know are they're so brazen and proud of what it is that they're doing we we've had lots of successes in getting um school board members uh, to resign. We've had lots of successes in getting teachers um, fired and, and school, you know, we've had administrators to resign, those kinds of things because of because of their own stupidity and their own brazenness. 
So, you know, we, we take each, we take each win that we can and um, try to press forward. And I really do believe that if we all keep the pressure on, this will be, um, this will be eradicated in, in due course. All right. We've got another question for, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Secret I was saying thank you. Thank you for all everything. That's just awesome. We got another question for you. And what I want to say is, I saw you tweet that on Twitter and I retweeted it. And the crazy thing about it is them teachers turned that gym into a strip club with young males. That's a criminal. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Every single one of those teachers deserves to go to prison as a, as a, a sex offender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's grooming. That's grooming. There's no two ways about it. You're up community for union, and I agree 100%. Hi, um, um, I'm really enjoying your talk. My phone died, so I got on my mom's phone just so I could watch it. So I was here the whole time. Um, now that my phone's charged, I'm back on me. So um, first of all, I think that what you're doing is amazing. Um, you, congratulations for pushing like you are, and your kids are lucky to have a wonderful mother like you. And second, I wanted to ask about No Left Turn. I feel like I've heard about this, uh, you know, more than just through Mike uh, on Conservative Patriot Nation. Um, but what I was wondering is exactly like how big is it and how many states have got like um, a chapter leader in it? If you can give me like a ballpark. Um, I believe we're in over 25 states. I think it's 26, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we we're. We don't get dark money like the media says. <laughs> you know, uh, Beanie Gohagen, she makes her signs with poster board and markers. Okay. We fund almost everything ourselves. I don't even have business cards. Okay. <laughs> because we, I mean, we are a completely grassroots operation. And as far as chapter leaders goes, um, you know, we have, like I said, in over in over 25 states, and I believe there's over 60, maybe at this point there's 70 um, chapters. We all are kind of we're not we're we communicate with one another on a on the national chapter, right? So we communicate with each other, but we don't have an assessment of every each in each individual states because states have different rules, states have different laws. Um, states have different procedures. So we, we, you know, have to do the best we can with letting each, each, um, each state's uh, chapter president proceed according to, according to, uh, you know, the, what the rules are in their state. Um, and like I said, if you, if you have any skill, even if, you know, if you don't need help, that's great. If you have a skill that you can offer to us, we need you. We need everybody. Even if you don't have any skills, we need you to go out there and stand out on a street corner and say, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, all of our different chapters do different things. Some of us, some of us do national do things nationally um, on behalf, um, you know, in our in our individual states, but we work on a national project. My national project that I'm working on currently is getting um, getting the presentation for parallel language messaging to, you know, getting it uh, developed and getting it out. So there's no there's I don't have a 
um, a concrete number for you because like I said, they're all, everything is still very new. It's very grassroots and we're growing in number every day. I know in Kentucky, there's over a thousand members. I know in Georgia, there's over a thousand members. I just came from, a, um, from our very first conference in, it was in Georgia in uh, just outside of Atlanta. And I believe I met maybe 13 um, chapter leaders. And I, I'm, 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 I believe they're over a thousand members, but we're getting to a place where we're, we have thousands and we, you know, we're, as soon as, um, as soon as the end of the year and we do, you know, some more assessments, we'll be able to know better how many uh, states and some more definite numbers and figures. We are a 501c3 um, nonprofit organization. You can also donate. And I would encourage everyone, if you can donate, for heaven's sakes, donate. Because all of this stuff, these these legal forms and all of this stuff, this stuff costs money. We are not getting any dark money. I wish the Koch brothers would fund us. I mean, I'll take that dark money if they're offering. But we don't get any. We don't get you know any kind of funding from um, from any you know major corporations or major foundations or anything like that. Every now and again, we might get a grant, um, but for the most part, it's us funding pretty much everything. You can see our director, our board of advisors and our board of directors on the webpage. You can read all about our um, our 501c3 status. Um, yeah, and, and, and on Facebook, if you go to Facebook, there's a national page, No Left Turn in Education. And from there, you can see all of the chapter pages. Okay, and so do you guys do any like big yearly fundraisers? We this was this we have only been in operation for a single year. This all started after Dr. Fishbein um noticed what was going on in her kids' school last year. So we are that new. Um and I found Dr. Fishbein maybe she was she was in operation for maybe a month and a half, maybe two months. And I joined um, after what would happen to my to my own child. So we we we've only been in operation for a year. And like I said, we had our first conference this past week in Atlanta, and we're encouraging every state to have to host its own conference. But unfortunately, you know, money is is not really something that we have a lot of. So we're working on starting some fundraising projects. But you can you don't have to wait for that. <laughs> you can go to you can go to no left turn and uh, no left turn us and don't there's a donate uh, button there. Okay, well um, I will definitely get that website information and contribute what I can. And um, yeah, thank you so much for the information. And again, um, good luck with everything and keep going. Thank you. All right. We're going over a little bit over an hour now. If anybody has a question for Gabriel, please press that middle button and we will unmute your mic. I do have one more question. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so you, you did say earlier that anybody can get involved, correct? Yes. Okay. And do you know offhand if you have anything in Louisiana? 
Yeah. Louisiana, I do not let me see. Hang on. I can actually check that. <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure that we have a chapter in Louisiana, but I can see. Um, I don't think that we do. Um, I don't think that we have a, a chapter established in Louisiana yet, but we need one desperately. I, yes, we don't have a chapter in Louisiana. We have one in Texas um, and uh, Kentucky, you know, Georgia. Uh, North Carolina, we have a few a few of them in the South, but but in Louisiana there isn't one. We need one desperately. If you or or if you even and we can, we take we absorb groups. So some of our some of our um, chapter leaders had their own uh, group, and um, it was you know like they call it something else. But once once we got established, one of the benefits of being a, a part of No Left Turn in Education is you have the infrastructure that we've created thus far. And so we protect all of our chapter heads and we protect all of our our chapter members and all of the members in No Left Turn in Education. So you would have to, you know, if you have a group already and it's already um, you know, established, you can uh, talk, send an email to Dr. Elena Fishbein, go to the website, send her an email and let her know that you have a chapter already or you have a, a group already established and you want to merge with No Left Turn to have all of the protections and all of the infrastructure that we've already established thus far. Um, that that has happened several times. We've had we've had quite a few um, groups that have all, that were already established, and they just rolled into our group, and now they have the benefit. They have tools that they didn't have before. You know. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, me and my sister Katie are. We'll definitely check it out. Please do. Please do. All right. If you have a, if you, if you, you can send me a, you know, you can send me a message um, here on Telegram and, uh, you know, send me a, send me a message here on Telegram. If you, if you're serious about starting a chapter in your state or in your school district, um, and I can get that, I can get that to um, Dr. Fishbein uh, and she can, she can uh, uh, set, you know, get your chapter started as soon as possible. If that's what, if you, if you're serious about, um, um, you know, uh, getting into advocacy, right? <laughs> you, we, we, you know, activism is one of those dirty words that we don't like to say. So we're we're parent advocates. Um. Yeah. Well, um, Katie is my sister. She was telling me about that we run Community for Unity Louisiana earlier. Right. So we have this, and and it's just me and her with a couple volunteers here and there. But we we been doing some great things. Um, however, definitely, I'm not scared of the word activist at all. Um, not either. <laughs> you know, I guess when it comes to children, when it when it comes to children being involved, I could see where some parents would that would kind of scare them off, especially with today's like political climate and all the things that have happened in the past couple of years. So I get it totally. But yeah, I would I'm definitely interested in uh, in learning more. That's for sure. Uh, my son's 22 and. You know, so I don't even have school age children. However, I do have four small nieces and Katie's two kids included, you know, like so yeah, um I'm I'm definitely all about learning more what what it's all about and uh seeing how we, we can get involved grand- in some way. Yeah, we have grandparents, 
we have aunties, we have step parents, we, you know, we, have, we even have, um, we even have uh, volunteers that are veterans that don't even have kids. They're just, you know, they're just a group of veterans that help um, protect us when we have um, a public, when we do public speaking events to make sure that we don't have Antifa or any of that nonsense you know, trying to, um, trying to silence us or trying to intimidate us. We, 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 you know, we, uh, have an infrastructure that is, that is sound. So if you, if, I mean, if you really want to, and you, you want to learn more about us, please do go to our website, go to our Facebook page. And, um, if you, if you like what you're seeing, and if you think that this is something that you would, um, like to do and, and like to, um, extend in Louisiana and have all of the, um, all of the benefits and all of the, um, infrastructure that we can provide for you, please, please, um, send me, you know, send me a, 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 a direct message and I'll get you to, um, Dr. Fishbein and I'll get you to our leadership our leadership uh, staff and they can, and they can help you. Thank you so much. All right. If no other members have any questions, um, if an admin has a question, um, you guys can ask Ms. Clark now, or we will let her go because we're on well over an hour now. I just I have, have one more question. Okay. Um, Okay, for the win, and then Secret Squirrel, you can go right after. No problem. All right, so, Gabrielle, when you were talking about your son, was everything that was happening with him, did that prevent him from going and graduating high school for a while, too? Or was he able to start college right away? Or was there, like, a gap for him or anything? They told us that he wasn't going to graduate. They um, did. They did everything they could to prevent him from graduating. But when it came down to it, and they were about to go into a hearing and get their behinds handed to him, they relented. Now, this is one of the things that I want everybody to understand. They will fight you, but once they get to a point where they have, where they're going to. Uh, lose and they will because no judge in their right mind would ever let anything like this happen. Our judge is an Obama appointee and he has already is it's already in our favor. But once the possibility of having to go before that judge and have a hearing, they they wasn't even about to do that. So they let they let him opt out of that class. They expunge his record of all the bad grades and they let him graduate. Now the now the um the damage had already been done, but he was still able to enroll in college and he is now enrolled in college without delay. But he still missed out on scholarship opportunities that he could have had but didn't because they were refusing to give his transcript and the, and even if they had given his transcript, excuse me, it had failing grades on it. So we're, I mean, you know, he's in school now and we're still, we're still proceeding because of the damage that they already did by, by forcing us to have to sue them to begin with. Well, that's good that you beat them. I'm proud of you for that. Good job. Thank you. Well, it looks like a uh, secret girl dropped off. Anybody else have a question? You press that middle button. If not, we won't keep Mrs. Clark. Uh, too long because I'm 
Sure, she's probably a little tired. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I will talk to whoever, however long, if whatever it takes. And and let me just tell you, I don't make any money off of this. I've had people, you know, say, well, you should charge a speaking fee. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get rich on this situation. There's a lot of grifters out there on both sides who, you know, you know, if I mean, there are, we do have some speaking engagements and stuff like that, that do cost money because we're, we, it is a fundraiser for no left turn. And I do accept donations for our case because I am deep, deep down in legal debt because believe it or not, Public interest firms do not cover everything. We have a public public interest firm that does the legal work on our case, but we didn't always. We, you know, started out with just a regular lawyer. And even though I have paid him almost everything that I've donated, I mean that have that has been donated to us, um, there's still there's still an outstanding legal debt. And since all of this started, I've learned a whole lot about this process that I didn't know, even though I had been in the legal community before. So, um, I, you know, I do try to keep a war chest just in case because, you know, public interest firms, if they don't like what you have to say, then they quit. If they don't like what you want, if, if you they advise you to settle and you don't want to settle, then they are like, okay, well, I can't represent you because this this situation, you know, if it if we take it to the end, it could end up meaning, uh, you know, a million, even two million dollars in legal expenses. I think uh, so far, thus far, it has been about half a million dollars if you tally up all the legal fees and all of the um the fees con- uh, surrounding the case. Then it's it's been uh uh pretty close to uh, half a million dollars thus far. And I'm not even finished paying. I would, I hope that we don't end up in bankruptcy <laughs> after all of this is over, but in all likelihood, you know, we're going to, it's gonna, it, we're gonna suffer um, in the wallet for this situation. If it weren't for my boyfriend, we wouldn't even have place to live, <laughs> but place to live because he's been very generous in taking care of, um, taking care of me and my daughter so that, um, so that um, I can I can do this pretty much full time, um, and I do I do have a donation page just that gives and goes slash support the Clarks, um, and every single nickel that you get goes to either helping me to fight or help or go to um, to lawyers to fight. Can you so, do me? Um, could you could um, could you send me that on the private message? Because um, I will I'm do that. I'm definitely going to send something your way. And I'm going to blast it on my page every day. I would appreciate that because let me tell you something. This is not cheap. And one of that's what they're counting on, though. That's why this case is so important, because they're counting on parents not to sue because it's emotionally draining. I go to count. I had to go to counterweight and get um, and get a listener. Just, be, just to help me through all of the things that were going on. My son had to get therapy. Um, my daughter is now in therapy. We, th- this has not been easy. Me and my boyfriend were in therapy. We all in therapy behind this because it is not easy. But I can tell you this. Once the class action lawsuits start, you won't have to go through all of this stuff that we're going through. And once this, once this reaches its conclusion... 
people won't have to be uh, go through this stuff anymore. You know, we'll we'll we I, I will gladly I will gladly bear the burden for America's children to be able to um, live without having to go through what we've gone through. I do need help, though. <laughs> so if 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 you can, it would be it would be wonderful. That's at Gibson Go Support the Clarks of uh, Gibson Go slash Support the Clarks. Um, like I said, we do have a public interest firm that does quite a lot. But they don't pay for everything, and there's uh, 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 quite a lot of outstanding debts, you know, with this yeah. case. Make sure you send me that link, and I'm definitely going to send you something. And uh, Secret Squirrel pop back up if you got room for one more question. Yes. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure that the web is. I'm going to a correct website. It's uh, noloveturn.us. Is that the correct website? That's it. That's it. And you can see, I mean, uh, if you go to noleftturn.us and you go down to uh, uh, legal cases and you hit legal cases, you hit that button, it'll it'll have two legal cases so, thus far because we have actually, we've won four, we've, we've been successful with four legal cases, but, you know, some people, they don't want, you know, they, they, they're still, you know, really nervous about having um, the exposure, but there's two of us. Um, one is uh, Chris, uh, Kristen uh, Furlick in, uh, in Illinois. We were able to uh, resolve her case, and she is now the chapter president in Illinois. And, um, and of course, there's my case. You can see all of my media appearances. I was recently on American Thought Leaders, which I don't know how I ended up becoming an American thought leader, but uh, <laughs> that that show with Yanya Kellogg on the Epic Times um, really did shine a huge light on our situation and huge light on our um, case. So you can see all of my media appearances. You can see the legal documents and some of the evidence. And um, and there's also a button for my for my. Um, for my donation page. If you want to just donate to No Left Turn in Education and you um and put a um earmark it for the Clark case, they'll make sure that it gets to me as well. Yeah, because that's that's great. Because uh and at, at the same time when we do the donations, it's only going to like a like a general fund for everything, or is it can it be directed to like a chapter specifically in like in Texas while I'm in Texas, you know? Right. You have a, in Texas. Okay. I'm, I'm originally from Houston. I was just in Houston. I'm going back again in uh, December. Um, but you have a chapter president. Her name is Lisa Cummings or Lisa Cummings. Human Cummins, I think that's her name. And um, she, you can go to uh, her uh, Facebook page. Uh, uh, chapter page, and they may have their own donations. So that's another thing. Some of the some of the groups have their own. Uh, some of the states have their own donation page. But you can also donate on the national page and earmark it and and put in a memo or an email or whatever, specifying that you wanted to go to Texas or you wanted to go to the Clark case or or what have you. And they'll make sure that it get goes to the right um, to the to the right um, place. All right. I, I was thinking also, um, because it sounds like a, you don't have a setup where there could be a drop down menu for a donor to come in and say, oh, I want to go to donate to this location mm -hmm. or whatnot. So, so they have to actually put it in the, in the notes for the, um, you know, on the other side for admin to take care of that. That's what it looks like. 
based on what you're saying. You know what? They are constantly look. I am illiterate when it comes to com- when it comes to technology, and they are constantly updating everything. I I still you know I still am lucky enough to be able to just send out an email and tell them what I need done because <laughs> they're like. I, like I said on my first question about the recording software, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, like I, I can send y'all a tutorial on one of the softwares I use for recording screen screen in, uh, interactions on my computer. And uh, if it's uh, like I said, at the school, the, the computer that the students not is using is from the home, not the one that's issued from school where you can't install stuff. Obviously, that's a great benefit. It's a free software. It's open. It's what they call freeware, or, or, or you know open software so um please by all means whatever any skill that you have or any tip that you have like i said um if you go to i mean i don't know if you have facebook um if you do have facebook get in touch with lisa cummins and and i I think she's on twitter as well um and let her know what it is that you what it is that you can provide and and or, or the tip or an idea that you have, and she will get she will get it to the right people. Um, they have you know each state each state um, does have access to our to our um, web designers, so our web designers can you know or you can send it to me too. You know, you can send it to me too, and I will forward it to our web designers, and they can assess whether or not that's something that we're ready we want to put on our website. Um, you know, we like I said, we need everybody. And even if, even if you know, even if you uh, just have a few things here or there, or you can't do something full time, or you just have one little thing that you need to, you know, that you wanted to uh, um, help us with, we we accept volunteers of of with any availability or with any skill um, to help us win this fight. Awesome. Well, th- thank you for your time. You've been really great tonight. Thank you so much. Well, I guess nobody has a question left. Um, I have a question. Can you send me the information of the president of the chapter here in Wisconsin? Because I know many parents <clears throat> that is dealing with critical race theory here in Burlington, Wisconsin. And uh, I try to tell them over and over. I mean, it's good that you go to the school board, but it's obvious nothing is getting done. So, and this, these parents, they own their own businesses. So like retaining a civil lawyer is is not going to be hard for them, but I think they need direction. And uh, if you can send me her information, send me your donation link. Like I said, I'm going to send you something and I'm going to blast that every day on my page. Thank you so much. I will make sure to get that to you. Her name in uh, Wisconsin, her name is, I think she's a, I think she used to be a, uh, I think she used to be Miss Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. Her name is uh, Scarlett Johnson. And um, she is a fiery Latino woman. And um, she has been, you can actually Google her name and it'll, it'll, you'll see she's in trouble. (laughs) She's making some trouble. Uh, up there in Wisconsin, you want her on your team. She is, she is spicy, and she is really working it out in Wisconsin. So I'll get that information to you. I appreciate you so much. You have a good night. God bless your boyfriend. The good <laughs> that he's doing, and um, I'm honored to have you on here. And I can't wait for part two. 
Thank you so much. And I will get that to you and I will I will uh, be, be ready to present that to you at the beginning of the year. And thank you so much for letting me come on. Most definitely. You have a good night. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye.